is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. All right, so Eric, we're here this morning to talk about the next installment in the Skywalker saga, The Force Awakens. Initial thoughts and opinions. Todd, this was a, I, I mean, I remember, I think it was during Monday Night Football, the original trailer came out, and it, it like, I think we all lost our collective shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just to be quite honest, I believe that it, then it went on YouTube and it broke like all types of records. This is, who? let's see here, it's probably what, 10 years? Was it 10, maybe 13 years or so in the making? You know, we, we thought the Star Wars franchise was dead. We kind of last ended on, you know, the prequels, which uh, through time gave a, I guess, a, a, a nasty aftertaste. But then, you know, slowly as time goes by, then they kind of gained their little following. But when we saw the trailer and the fallen Star Destroyer in the sand and you saw these new characters, but yet like a new take on the stormtroopers and so forth like honestly it was uh, a magical feeling especially you know with our, our good friends han and chewbacca and everybody coming back so my initial feelings was like i was and i believe i carried that through that same feeling of like i don't know excitement a little bit of taste of nostalgia because i think they do that very well so i think that carried through the entire film so that's what i think of i honestly think of that feeling i got with like waiting for that commercial to come on during that Monday night football game to, to see the first glimpse of the new star Wars. What was your thoughts or your initial take or feelings in general for the, the, the lead in, because we all witnessed this live, you know, and this is not so long ago, 2015 is when the film came out. Right. Well, we, we all didn't witness it live because I don't watch Monday night football. No, um, no. I'm talking about, you saw the I... movie on the first day, right? <laughs> I mean, multiple times yes, probably ab- knowing abso- you. Absolutely, absolutely, yes. Any, so you know what the, the modern... hype machine was. You you witnessed when Disney said, "Hey, we're going to come out with new Star Wars." Like this was all in well, the news. I mean, so I mean, le- the lead in. Well, what was the lead guess, in feelings? Well, I guess, and I guess that's that's what I'm saying is is slightly different because at that that point I wasn't necessarily watching watching the news or or clued into a lot of things. Like when I first saw the trailer, is pretty much similar for any of the the more recent ones when the trailer is dropped it's i'm sitting at my at my desk at my office and i get a message in whatever instant messaging system our company has decided to use for that quarter from one of the fellows that's just a link to a youtube thing dude you need to check this out and taking it in that way which is great i have a i have a i have a loyal legion of people who all know me as the star wars guy um and therefore whenever anything star wars is produced in the world i get links sent to me so i don't ever have to go looking for it which is pretty fantastic but no it was it was it was very exciting very very breathtaking to see especially like the teaser trailers because there's just like here's a bunch of images no real clue as to what the actual story is and working off of memory from what five years ago it was like sure. here's a shot of the like you said the star destroyer half buried in sand here's awesome. a story here's a story of black dude in partial stormtrooper armor what is yeah, that, that about cool. yeah you know yeah, exactly. um, yeah. here's yeah. here's a, a crazy lightsaber with with a cross hilt thing mm-hmm. going on like just random images it's like oh yeah this is sweet this is gonna be awesome much anticipation and yeah, yeah i definitely definitely saw it when it came out in theaters the first day solo 
because that's how I do Star Wars because you know I'm one of the few people in the house. I th- I think maybe the second time I went to go see it, I think maybe Lily came with because she she's more she's more amenable to to dipping her toe into the Star Wars pool than Abby and Ella were. But yeah, I, you know, like like all the modern era Star Wars movies, I saw this at least three times in the theater. Once on a regular screen, uh, we've got a theater that's got like the Mondo screen. Saw it once on there, and then I think I saw it in 3D just because. And enjoyed every every bit of it. We yeah, we were in the same the, boat. We, yeah. we, we, we saw it the first day. I think I saw it the first day. I actually saw it with Lauren's dad, my father-in-law. I think we pre-ordered tickets because at that point in time, we didn't know, you know, there was lots of hype. We didn't know if it was going to be a sellout, right. wall-to-wall people or whatever. But we saw it early in the morning. The kids were at school. School, you know, it says a December 18th is when it came out. So the kids were at, the kids right. were at school. I went and saw it with him early in the morning, and then I was so jazzed up about it that I and, and it wasn't packed. That you know, St. Clairsville, Ohio was not packed at a nine o'clock or whatever showing. So there was no need to go on Fan right. I could have just bought tickets. <laughs> so I learned that lesson throughout the the, the ne- next saga. But then uh, I went and uh, I was like, yeah, I think the kids and Lauren, we all saw it that night. And I just remember it was, we got into the theater and it was perfectly fine. And when we got out, there was several inches of snow and it was a very, it was oh. almost the point where we, yeah, it was the point where we debated on staying at the hotel next to the, uh, the theater. Okay. Oh, it was pretty bad, but we did make it home. We did drive and we all made it out alive. So it was fun memories, but uh, Lainey, Hunter, myself, we all all pretty pumped up about it. And I remember Lainey, the the very next day or that evening, I remember she got a piece of paper and she drew out all the characters and she was super excited about them. And she wanted me to pull up pictures of them all so she could draw them and stuff like that. So it's just very fond memories of the young kids kind of witnessing their first Star Wars. And it's a good starting place for somebody that doesn't necessarily want to jump all the way back to the originals. You know, we have yeah, new characters. And yeah, because, I mean, it continues the story, but it also starts a new storyline, and it's a, it's a good entry point. I mean, that's, to me, that's one of the nice things about Star Wars. Like, yes, I'm old school, and I'm classic trilogy all the way, and if somebody was, look, like, hey, I want to I wanna take in this whole Star Wars thing, where should I start? I'll always point them to episode four first, but if you're not, if you're just a casual, hey, I would Star Wars, let me, let me check this out. You've got three entry points. You can start at four. Or you can start at one, or now you can start at seven, and it, there's really not a wrong. There's really no wrong answer. Like they'll all get you there. Like I feel like yes. you could watch the new trilogy in and of itself. And yes, there's going to be some stuff that they talk about and reference from the other ones, but I don't think it's so heavy-handed that the that watching the previous three or six movies is a prerequisite per se. Yeah, I think you you know you might miss out on some of the goosebump moments, like when che- Chewbacca and, and Han show up on the Falcon, or you might not even know about the Falcon, you know, when that like just right. sitting there and stuff like that. You might miss out on some of those little callbacks, but you know right. it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, it's it's not that vital that you like. All right, you have to watch this, and I think this is why you know Lauren, when it comes down to it, when we said we're gonna watch all the Star Wars and go back through, she's like, let's start with this one, and I'm like, ah, eh, now nah, I want to I want to do it the original way, you know. So the kids actually probably yeah, the kids automatically watch this one first. So this will be their Star Wars. When you talk about Star Wars, right. they remember this one, and then they'll say, oh yeah, there's other movies, right. and and I think they've grown grown to appreciate all these. Yeah, or the older movies, but this will forever mm-hmm. be, you know, Ray will be their Luke Skywalker and, and right. Kylo will be their Darth Vader. And that, that there's nothing wrong with that because I think, yeah. you know, I think JJ Abrams did a fantastic fine job and 
really bringing this together and coming up with a vision. And of course, there were some detractors and some people that said, hey, this is too much like the original. But I, I'd say I say we take a break. We come back and we actually break down a little bit of the plot and then uh, some of the things we liked and disliked about the film. And we are back. Todd, are you familiar with J.J. Abrams' work before Star Wars? I suspect that I probably am and or should be. Like, I know that he's a big name and he's done a bunch of stuff. If you ask me to rattle off his filmography, I would definitely come up short. Can can you help us in that regard? What what else is J.J. known for? Well, you know, uh, I'll setting you up because I don't know. I, I'm oh, in the well, same good. boat okay. you are. Well, so I'm in the same we're boat. tossing each other into, into, into pits. And this is Absolutely. the point where everyone is screaming at, no. at their you know, mobile devices because we're no, a couple of idiots. But, you no, know, that, that, we that don't need to fine. know everything about the man. But no, I, here's the thing is I knew J.J. Abrams. Uh, I knew of his name. I don't know. I, you know, collective works. Now, I do know that he made a film called Super 8 that was actually filmed primarily lots of segments in Weirton, West Virginia, when I was working in Weirton. So that was kind of cool. So I do know I've that. that. In, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, and that's, that was, that's pretty good stuff. Yeah. yeah. So so I knew of that. And I, he was also the, the force behind a couple other cultures. OK. And, and this is where people scream because I don't remember what those well, are. It might, here's, I, well, well, luckily we have IMDb and I have a oh. computer in my pocket that lets me know. And you, you look him up in, in the IMDb and for the known for, you've got things such as Lost, which oh, yeah. now that, you, now you that I say that out that loud makes sense, makes sense. right? Uh, the new the new Star Treks. Uh-huh. Uh, the new iterations of that. And then the Star Wars are the are the next two that come up. So, yeah, I knew there was some stuff going on. Westworld, he's a producer on that. Oh, okay. I, well, that's, I don't think you've seen that I have. Right it's, now. It's, it's very, very high qual. Um, yeah. The one that I was thinking of was <clears throat> Alias. Is that right? Alias was like a cult show that like oh, people I've were seen, big I've into. Seen, I've seen some of those, and yeah, they're, that's pretty solid. Like, no, he's done some really good good stuff. Yeah, and like Either I way, knew so he's, he's pretty good. I knew with, that he was kind of a big too. deal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just couldn't remember them off the top of my head, and now I've corrected that. So people well, can stop well, I, yelling at their yeah. devices. Never I've, do that. I've since yeah. you know, figured it out. We're good now. Yep, we are good. Uh, I think the and we've talked about this before practical effects the fact that he brought back everything looked real seemed real it didn't seem very you know uh green screen granted there was lots of green screen used and i'm sure people were walking around in green costumes and so forth and turned into whatever but it just seemed like there were more practical effects in the entire film and it just seemed more it seemed like a great throwback to the originals and yes, there was, there were many, many tie-ins of yes, Desert Planet or Ray, Ray and Luke have similarities, you know, like there, there's a lot, mm-hmm. but I also thought there was a lot of diverse characters. Like we never had a stormtrooper defect like that. That was right, right off the get go. You're super cool. And, um, you know, and if we want to dive a little bit into the plot, which is typically what we do in here, we'll start off at, uh, well, I mean. The thing is called spoiling Star Wars with Eric. I mean, we've got yeah. the Eric bit. We we need to do some spoiling. All right. So, well, let's let's do some spoiling. And instead of so, me saying, Todd, tell me the plot. And before you say, Eric, tell me the plot. Why don't we just tell the plot together? All right, Todd. So oh, chime oh, in. Together? Okay. Chime in on, when you need. on three. One. Okay. Two. All right. Three. So there's a right, war. There's the scroll on the, in the stars. Mm-hmm. And so. Oh, hold, hold on. on. We're, we're out of sync. Okay. <laughs> this isn't working. Uh <laughs> All right, Todd. That experiment didn't work. Uh, no, no. You, I, think I started we're gonna have to scroll. Take turns. I, I, yeah. All right. <laughs> so at the very beginning, there's a there's a gentleman with a droid with, of course, secret plans to something. We don't really know what it is yet. 
I don't know if they'd reveal. I don't know if it's spoiled early on that this is a map for to Luke Skywalker. Uh, they so they they make some some small reference to it. The guy there's a, there's an old gentleman that kind of reminds. I mean, I'm assuming he's some type of rebellion guy, and he's talking with our friend Poe Dameron, who is a fighter for the Resistance, and he has this awesome droid, which we know to love as BB-8, who's rolling around with his head kind of. I, that was always a really cool visual. Then. Kylo Ren and his group of stormtroopers come down and just reign supreme with fire, and they kind of annihilate the entire city looking for said plans. Uh, we see some really, really cool effects. The droid itself, of course, Poe puts the plans in the droid and sends the droid on his way, and everyone else is murdered, I believe, and Kylo Ren stops a blaster midair with the Force, which is super cool, and then takes yeah. Poe Dameron as a prisoner and uh the bit the big revelation here is that when all the stormtroopers are are told to line up and to shoot all of the residents the civilians there's one that does not and he is all shook up and he's got of course red uh blood across his helmet so that kind of signifies which one he is and right. that uh is a pivotal moment miss anything there todd that is our opening dark sequence I think I think that that wrapped it up uh, pretty nicely, good sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, do we do we next go to Ray? Is that is that the next scene that you recall? I believe yeah. So we 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 find ourselves on a desert planet, very similar to Tatooine, but we find out it is not Tatooine. They actually did not go back to Tatooine. This 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 film, shockingly, I think it's been yeah. in every other movie just about. Mm-hmm. But they they give that one a miss and instead give its uh, slightly less experienced cousin Jakku gets gets its <laughs> its chance on screen. And we've got a, a desert scavenger pillaging around through the the innards of a a wrecked star destroyer, gathering stuff. And she takes it back to town and trades it all in for some sort of dehydrated food portion situation. And she's living inside the the husk of a an an adat, which is which is an interesting, fun visual there. And eventually, I mean, apparently, the planet they were on that Kylo Ren had raided was Jakku, because next thing you know, the the little little BB-8 droid is rolling up in her neck of the woods, and she she finds it. And apparently, she speaks BB-8, which is Absolutely. convenient, of course, because um, that's how languages work in Star Wars. Just random people just know languages, which is fine. <laughs> They're trained early on. to read the whole yeah. thing. So, you know, she goes into town to try and find some stuff. And meanwhile, I guess we kind of skip past the part where Poe is up on the Star Destroyer and the the stormtrooper who had second thoughts about, you know, the direction his life was going in kind of busts him free because he knows he's a pilot and the stormtrooper doesn't know how to fly anything and he needs to fly out of there. So they hop in a TIE fighter and zip off to the planet, which ends up getting wrecked. When the stormtrooper comes to, there's no sign of Poe. He's presumed to have been killed in the wreck. So the stormtrooper just starts heading towards what he hopes is civilization, shedding armor all along the way. He's got he's got his uh, his pilot buddy's jacket, and so eventually the scavenger, the stormtrooper, and the droid all sort of converge in the, the little town there, and the droid recognizes its its former owner's jacket on this guy, and there's some scuffle, and next thing you know, the tie fighters are coming, they're they're raising the town, and the three of them get on whatever ship happens to be available so they can get, get away from all this, uh, which inevitably turns out to be the Millennium Falcon. And they yeah, go on a, which is pretty a merry chase, uh, a pretty sweet little chase sequence there in the desert. 
Oh yeah, they go through these old fought star destroyers. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. It's yeah, re- this is remarkable when the, you that know. the Falcon is still is still in in good working order, and that you know a desert scavenger who I presume has probably not done much piloting before, is able to <laughs> to make all that work. But you know this, they eventually uh, break free yeah. and get get up into space. And of of course, you know at this point in time I think we have been uh, introduced to Kylo Ren, which you know is. I don't know if we know at this point in time his relationship with everyone. You know, no, and not 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 at this point in the film. We we do he's, know that there the is. Bad. Yeah, we do know that I believe Snope, which is a giant hologram, or he looked like a giant at first, is their uh, their general leader. And then there's uh, a rat redhead in what almost a Tarkin role it seemed like. So there there are some nasty players at hand, and also we have a really silver stormtrooper, which is Captain Phasma. Which is yes. uh, so. There's a so the major players at hand, and yep. of course there's something wrong with the Falcon. They I don't necessarily think they they land anywhere. They're just kind of in cruise control. Right. And then they're fixing they're this, floating. and there's gas leaks, and they're all yelling at each other. At this point in time, the stormtrooper is known as Finn, and Ray is Ray is hell bent on getting back to Jakku because she feels that her family is going to come back. So she must have been orphaned, and this is all going through there. But of course, while they're battling and talking and so forth, they get brought on to uh they get like tractor beamed in to some giant ship and as we await they hide boom all right todd so we're gonna we're gonna move forward a bit let's talk about some pivotal moments in here you know we're gonna talk about when han solo and chewbacca make their way onto the millennium falcon and we get the goosebump moment that we've all been waiting for their home they take over the ship ray makes friends with han chewbacca makes friends with finn everybody's laughing and happy and they they end up going to uh a green planet with uh maz kanata and there's a nice uh cantina scene and of course all hell breaks loose and we have you know fights from the skies and official the star wars battle themselves we have poe coming back from the dead blasting out first order fighters we have flashbacks is a weird thing we find a lightsaber this the force awakens uh goes all types of crazy in a good, good Star Wars way. Yeah. And, uh, and of course, we have a nice battle. And we find out that Ray is Force-sensitive, as you would say, maybe. Or mm-hmm. has some inklings of the Force. And, yes, she must be very darn good. Because she's doing some things that took Luke for a, 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 quite some time. So, yes. you know, in, in, true, in true fashion, yes, we've spoiled a lot. But I, I would rather spend a little bit more time, less on the, the story, more on our opinions what do you say you, you do you I'm, do you like giving your opinions have you listened to this program ever uh yeah. yes i am i am all about the hot takes the lukewarm takes the occasional cold take i am a person of many many takes and opinions so yeah let's 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 stop butchering the plot line and and talk a little more about personal thoughts here we'll start with the trashing it and come back to the the happy good times sure. as we are wanted to do here. So there were a lot of folks who their take of the Force Awakens was, whoa, well, they just filed the serial numbers off of Episode Four and did a redo with new new people because you you start off on a desert planet with somebody who's who's hard on their luck, and then there's a family situation and they have to leave and they you know <laughs> come upon a lightsaber. And, you know, there's there's epic battles. And at some point later on, they're going to go into the big base, which is a thing that blows up planets. And in I mean, to a certain degree, they're not wrong. There, there are definitely certain beats from the original film 
that sort of get repurposed, redone in The Force Awakens. I personally think that it was done pretty well. Yeah. I wouldn't call this a reboot or a remake. There are definitely some homage-type situations going on, because there are some similarities. You'd have to be kind of a fool to say, oh, they're completely different, because, no, there's some crossover there. I think th- I think they did they did a good job with it. What are, what are your thoughts on that particular topic? Yeah, there? I mean to be quite honest, I don't know if I would have picked up. I mean, yes, there were some some elements, but that were the same. But I think that's true for most heroes' journeys and and or stories in general. There always there's reasons why we cheer for heroes, and there's reasons why certain stories work. So I think right. they did a smart thing, and I'm going to tie it to. A, su- a sub story about Disney theme parks, of course, because they built Star Wars land. And a lot of the people feel that the attendance for this new Star Wars land wasn't as high as if they would have built lands like if they would have built a Tatooine land and or right. Hoth. It, it, they felt that it would have tied in more nostalgic and people would like that more than a brand new land from scratch. Because you have to learn and like you when you go there, you don't feel it as much because you're like – you kind of want to see, feel like, hey, I've seen this in the movies. You recognize it, and it brings some of those feels. And I feel like if they would have just straight up went with everything brand new from scratch, you would have missed out on what some of the stuff that we liked. So, yes, it wasn't Tatooine, so officially it was new, but we still had that kind of same feel. So I feel like they did it right, and I don't I, – I personally had no problem. I felt the characters – there were diversity enough in the characters and, and – differences yet similarities in some of the ones we like you know yes bb8 and r2d2 super similar like it's you know but they were slightly different you know in a sense where it's just like yeah you you could have interchanged them but now you got this cool looking you know new droid and you have similarities but i think they did they did a fine job and i was okay with it never once did i say oh my goodness how dare they just rehash a storyline and i don't think that was the case i think it was you know this is a similar journey that many people in that galaxy might have dealt with. You know, there are probably a lot of lost orphans and so forth on desert planets. So, right. Well, and I guess, and I guess then that's, and that's the thing. Like, I think you, you, you nailed it is there had to be some sort of crossover or similarities or else it wouldn't have been Star Wars. Like you've got to do some things to establish that this is the same universe. I mean, granted it's, you know, 20 mm-hmm. years into the future from the last installment that you saw, but there's got to be some some points that tie the things together. Otherwise, you don't have a new, a new Star Wars movie. You have a new sci-fi or space opera type yeah, movie. Exactly. And he, yes, some of the sequences were similar. If you kind of do a, a rough flow chart of the, the storyline of A New Hope and a rough flow chart of The Force Awakens. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of similarities. But I also think you, you hit on a good point where, you know, it's the hero's journey. It's. It's a tale as old as time, almost, and that's how a lot of them go. Like, that's, it's not necessarily formulaic because they were following a formula. It's formulaic because that's how you tell a good story, and they just often work out similarly. Yeah. So there were a lot of folks who who were real up in arms about that. I never really had that take. Like, yes, I can acknowledge that there were similarities, but I didn't really let that bother me or stand in the way of my enjoyment of the new film. Yeah, um, I, w- I was similar in that aspect. So I-, I thought, yes, you know, I thought there were some cool tiebacks. I thought it was really interesting that Luke was not in the film, like at all. Like the whole, oh, you know, that, yeah. that was super cool, you know, and it was really cool. I mean, they really focused on Han Solo, you know, that that was kind of yeah. the, the focus 
on this. It, you know, and they do some cool dynamics where, you know, obviously Kylo Ren and, you know, is the, the product of Leia and, and Han Solo. I thought that was, I thought it was pretty cool how they tied everything together. They, you know, you, you left questions of, all right, what's going on with Ray? Why was she able to use the force? Why was she found? And, you know, all these things that supposedly, you know, the force ties everything together. So it's not so far fetched in this world that a person yeah. that was living in an ad ad or, or so forth was the one that found the droid, which so happened to have, you know, the plans for this. And, and it just so happened that Finn was one of the few detractors. And, you know, in time, I believe we start seeing that he is semi force sensitive. Like there he's, he's a little bit yeah. beyond just your normal guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I loved, I, you know, I, I personally loved the entire movie. I thought it was exactly what I wanted in a Star Wars film. I was excited for the next iteration, which comes out several years later. I bought into the characters. Uh, you know, J.J. Abrams basically sold me as a director and producer, like I'm all for the stuff that he does. So overall, I really, 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 really enjoyed this film almost as much as some of the originals. And and I know that's mm. blasphemous for some, but to me, I also have new feelings, you know, deeper than just me, my fandom, but like Laney and Hunter and everybody else enjoying it. And, you know, we bought all the lightsabers and we bought some of the toys and we had video games for it. So I was I was we were all in. Well, I mean, and I guess that's that's the thing. Like, you know, there there's a part of me that is always going to have episode four is is the bomb. It is it is the best. It is the classic. And mm-hmm. part of that is because it is just a great film. Part of mm-hmm. that is because it's the one I grew up with and have the most investment in. But I don't. I I try not to hold that up as necessarily the gold standard. Because if you, you kind of go in thinking, well, this is the best, this is the best that there was, this is the best that there ever will be, you're just yeah. setting yourself up for disappointment for anything that comes after. And really, in most things, it's like, oh, here's this cool thing. You kind of want the next thing to be better than the other one. You know, yeah. if, if you know that everything that comes after is going to be inferior, it's kind of hard to get excited about that. You know, there, there are points that I feel this movie was maybe not as good as the original. There are also points in this where I feel like it did a better job than any of its predecessors, which is yeah. what you would and should, I think, expect is like, yeah, this, there's some really, really cool stuff here. And without getting too terribly into a side rant about the fandom in general for Star Wars, you know, there are some folks that are really diehard and dug in on their stuff <laughs> and yeah. anything new, they just come at with some massive resistance and just just hate right out the gate for it and i i i just can't hang like that like if you're not going to give it a chance if you automatically think it's not going to be whatever and your whole goal is just to tear into it just save yourself some time and say that you're a fan of the original trilogy and just don't interact with the other ones like i don't understand what's to be gained by shitting on the new stuff like does that somehow make you cooler in your group of you know old school diehards i I don't understand that. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. I mean, maybe you were just of the the notion of like, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. <laughs> you don't have to right. be a fan of everything. You don't have to give your opinion or tear down what other people like. You know, there's there's a lot of things in life that I don't necessarily care for. Or like, I typically just don't weigh in on it because it's like, whatever. If somebody else likes country music, that's great. They can like country music. I just won't listen to it. Nor do I need to go online and say how bad country music is compared. You know, right. like it's it's not right. my jam. I you know it's not my thing, right. so I don't care. So right. Like, like Marvel versus DC. I personally mm-hmm. am a Marvel guy, and I enjoyed yeah. the, the comic books. I've enjoyed, you know, all the movies. DC exists. 
and DC is fine. I don't hate DC. If you take a, you know a movie from the MCU and put it up against you know anything DC has put out recently, I like the Avengers more than I like Justice League. Doesn't mean I have to immediately go shitting on the Justice League and telling everybody how the Justice League is inferior and that you all suck for liking it. Like, I just yeah. I've seen it. I've I've seen it. It was okay, and I'm done with it. Like, I don't need to to rail on about it. And I I just don't understand. Because you get the impression that the old school Star Wars folk are like defending the old school versus the incursion of the new. And it's like, what are you what are you defending? Who are you defending yeah. this from? Why are you That's like, it. what's the upside to just being an asshole? <laughs> uh, and I, I just never understood that. Like, well, okay, you make some points. Yeah. There's some similarities. I get it. Okay, it's weird that Rey was a scavenger and she can pilot the, the Falcon as well as Han and can handle a lightsaber with no training better than Luke did after he got trained by Yoda. Like, you're, you're not necessarily wrong on those points, but I can spend my time getting hung up on that. Or I can just enjoy the space wizards and their laser swords. And I prefer yeah, I to mean, go that route. Yeah, and, that, and that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel with most of it. And for the most part. I don't give in or I don't think I'm as clued into the Star Wars online community as much because I would hear people saying this were the criticisms and I just never saw it real time, which means like the people I follow on Twitter or, or the blogs I read, I must have filtered out most of the idiots because I didn't see much of it. And it's usually weeks later. They're like, oh, yeah, they were mad about this and that. And I'm like, OK, you know, and, and granted, I see a fair bit of people complaining. I have a lot of wrestling that I follow. And it's the same kind of fandom right. in a term of like something has, they tried something new. People just completely crapped on it as opposed to just being like, all right, they tried something new. I didn't like it. I'm not either going to watch or whatever, but they just, you know, harp on it. So I think it's just online fan yeah. communities in general. And sometimes a passion can get a little too hardcore. And yeah. you know, if, if you are one of those people that go on there, like there's nothing wrong with giving your opinion. There's nothing wrong right. with saying, Hey, this wasn't my jam, but Maybe, you know, hey, a solid one tweet maybe would be enough. You, you know, let's not go on well, side rants and try to convert everybody and ruin something that other people like. You know, right. I just don't well, see the reason to do that. That's sort of the other side of the coin of, for me, being the known Star Wars guy in a lot of people's lives. Because, yeah, it's not like I go online to seek out all this dissent. It, yeah. it comes to me. Like, people are like, oh, did you hear blah, blah, blah. What do you think about, you know, everyone comes to me expecting me to have an opinion. And I think because of my age and because I am traditionally a classic trilogy kind of guy, I've had a lot of folks be like, well, what do you think about the new ones? It's, that's a ripoff, huh? Like, almost trying to egg me on into getting into one of those rants because they expect me to be one of those people who's just going to go mm -hmm. off the deep end about whatever. And they walk away disappointed. Because I'm like, yeah, I've heard that. I've seen that. You know, I I tend to not take it that seriously. And I feel like yeah. I kind of disappoint them. <laughs> and I'm Yeah, okay they got to edge on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't necessarily have to give in to the, you know, the peer pressure of, you know, I think everybody likes a good gossip story. And that's why the TMZs and the, you know, those those websites exist because they want they need the the fuel of the, these fans are outraged by this. And, and yes, I understand that sometimes as fans, we will be the best directors of our, you know, in our brain. That's why like, if you read a book or whatever, where the book in our brain is always better than the movie because we envision right. it. And we always like, you right. know, and I think the fact is that everybody, if you're really invested, you've created these scenarios, which would work better and so forth. And it's, yes, of course, what you created is always going to be best for your brain, but oh, yeah. you know, 
these companies are also, you know, when you make a film, you can't just cater to one or you don't get to make the film. You have to make right. sure it's mass appeal that you can make money and or make future films. And I think JJ and, the, and, and you know, Kathleen Kennedy and I'm sure Lucas had his hands in it. And I guess we can t- talk about maybe the controversy stirring with his, you know, original scripts and so forth. But um, I think overall, I think the film was, in my opinion, fantastic. I was excited. Uh, when it came out and I left the theater multiple times excited about the future films and really wanted to see Luke Skywalker. So I think that's where we're going to head in our next installment in our next journey is we're going to go find, follow the map. We're going to find that Luke Skywalker, wherever he is, which I believe at the very last thing we, we see the glimpse of Luke and Ray extending that lightsaber. Yeah. And I, and I will say, as as I feel like we're, we're, we're wrapping things up here. One, one last bit about the, the new trilogy that I think is significant and is definitely a thing that I liked to, to go back to the beginning where we're talking about the hype leading up to it. No, they're coming out with a new star Wars and Oh, they're, they're bringing back, you know, Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher and, and Harrison Ford. One of the, you know, before I'd seen it, I'm like, it's, it's cool that they're bringing those folks back, but I really hope that they are not the main cast. You know, yeah. I really hope that they, they tell a new story and that, you know, all of these old characters are sort of side characters in the story. And I think they did a really good job with that. Like you said, Luke Skywalker has what, maybe a minute worth of screen time and no dialogue <laughs> whatsoever. That. Yeah, um, that, yeah. Carrie Fisher's got a little bit in there. there. There was a whole lot of Han Solo in this one, but I think they did it in a good way that worked out. Like he wasn't yeah. the star of the show. Like he was pivotal to it, but it wasn't the Han Solo show. And I think they did a really good job of introducing new characters with with interesting histories and plot lines and integrating the old the old crew in at the appropriate points to the correct level without leaning too heavily on it. I feel like if they if they made this movie and it was Han, Luke, and Leia and Chewie gallivant around in the, the Falcon, I mean, I'd have watched that movie and maybe it would have been fine, but I'm I'm really pleased with the way that that worked out with them being sort of secondary characters you know sort of a a changing the guard sort of a situation and i i was particularly pleased with that i agree with you 100 i thought that was a great installment and you know we didn't know what to expect i mean we knew there there were going to be new people you know the trailer did kind of lead us more towards like hey you don't just expect you know we didn't see luke with a lightsaber blast and you know throughout the trailer Mm -hmm. so i think we had a good understanding so i don't think we were if the people were looking for Luke, Leia, and Han, like, you know, in their 50s and 60s, fighting <laughs> fighting old, you know, stormtroopers, I, I think we would have been probably let down. But then again, maybe it would have been great, you know, that maybe that's what some people wanted. Who knows? But overall, yeah. good, good film. Looking forward to The Last Jedi, which is uh, the next installment and probably one of the most controversial uh, Star Wars yes. films. Yes, so. got all the, all the nerd ragers up in their nerd rage. And we'll, we'll cover that next go around. Well, thank you, Eric. Where would you rank The Force Awakens out of 10? Mm. Oh, I think this is a, I think this would be a solid eight for me, which knowing that I'm a high, yeah, like I think this is a solid eight. You know, the original trilogies would be a nines, tens, and I think this is a solid eight. And, you know, through time, if, you know, we go another 10 years and I still have the same feeling, it might get boosted to a nine because, you know, it, it passed that. Right now, there's still a goodness, freshness to it. And I and I have vivid remem- memories that uh, tie to it. So we'll see if that those last that I might be able to bump it up to a nine, in my opinion. But that's yeah, I'm a heavy grader. Yes. I also gave it an eight. I just checked IMDb to double check my math. And yeah, I, I did, in fact, give it an eight. 
and that's a strong eight because I, I am a I'm a very strict grader. Yeah, so you are. I, I think maybe I gave the original Star Wars a 10, and I don't know if there are any other 10s in my IMDb at this stage. And eight, 8 is a solid rating. Yeah. Where would you stack it up against the other the, against the other Star Wars films? Oh, man, this is a tough one. I feel... <laughs> I feel like I, I you know, I, I think the original Star Wars is number one, and then I think for nostalgia purposes and the kid in me likes Return of the Jedi... Right. I think I I really do think that I could and this will enrage many people. I think this might beat out Empire. Uh, although I like Empire Strikes Back, it just doesn't have the same kind of fun factor as some of these right. films. And and, right. and I feel like this one. So if it would be very toe to toe with Empire, maybe. So it would either be three or four easily. I mean, it beats out all the prequels easily. And I don't think Agreed. it beats out. So I know for the fact original Star Wars, number one. And I, I think it could beat out Empire or Return of the Jedi's, but I, I'm going to put it right now at three, and we'll put it right above Empire Strikes Back. I think I would concur with that. Oh boy, well. we're is it, we it, are was, it was it was good par. stuff. Strange, strangely aligned on this one. Don't don't yeah, very much. Folks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that cool. that works. That works perfectly. So we'll see where Last Jedi comes in at. Indeed. Well, thank you, Eric, for your your commentary and insights. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And this has been Spoiling Star Wars with Eric. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about, you can let me know via Twitter at CastTodd or email via ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. Keep in mind that the Todd portions of those usernames are T-O-D with a single D even though I spell my actual name with two. If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the podcast.